people did all the work. Welcome to the award ceremony and leading into the Grand Prize Award concert for the 46th Fishoff National Chamber Music Competition. Uh, my name is Mark. Well, we have finally arrived at day three of the Fishoff Chamber Music Competition, the final day. Only 12 groups remain. Uh, we've got the four divisions. We've got winds and brass, strings and piano in the senior divisions, and those same in the junior divisions too, each one with three groups left. And they'll be competing for the medals and then the two senior gold medalists competing for the grand prize. So it's been an exciting three days. If you missed days one and two, go ahead and check out those episodes. There's one for each of them. You get to meet lots of the groups and coaches and jurors, lots of great stuff from the competition. Uh, today I thought I'd start out by talking to the Abeo Quartet. We actually spoke yesterday, the day of their semifinal, and it turns out that they have made the final, so they'll be playing in just a little bit. And here's a chance to meet them and see what their fish-off experience has been so far. Hi, and I have the, the complete Abeo Quartet. I've had some groups here that are, you know, a little incomplete. But uh, thank you guys for spending some time with me. You just uh, got off stage from playing the semifinals. So. Yeah, we did. Cool. What, uh, actually, I haven't asked anybody this yet, but what was, uh, what was last night like with the, the announcement of the... <laughs> Super nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah, we were trying to not focus on it. Um, but I actually, we, we said that we were, weren't going to check our phones until 9.45, because that's when they said they were going to announce. But, oh, but I did okay. it five minutes earlier. And, and we're glad they, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we were glad oh, Okay, so it wasn't like they gathered everybody in a room and... No, we, we, we just waited for the online. Yeah. 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 We had a choice so whether to, to be here or do it online. Yeah, they posted it. Oh, okay. So, Wow. Yeah, so we were trying to like, basically distract ourselves the whole day, just yeah. kind of like enjoy it while while we can, you know? Yeah. Were you all together? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just been finishing up dinner. Yeah. We yeah. yeah some just... salmon. Yeah. <laughs> Very good salmon. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Angioma. <laughs> Wait, because you cooked? Yeah, she cooked. Yeah, we've been cooking. Oh, they help. They help me cook. Me How are you Indians. cooking around here? Well, we we're staying in an Airbnb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and then you like got groceries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Last time we were at a competition, we were in a hotel, and it was just really sad because we kept eating out, and then we'd go back to our beds, and it's just yeah. nice to cook and together. We also just had one room. And yeah. Together. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So you got <laughs> yeah. economized. Right. Quartet life. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wow, groceries. That's even better. Okay. Wow, I'm impressed. So then, what what did you do after you found out? Screamed. There was a lot. Of, <laughs> there was a lot of screaming. Um, I think I may have broken someone's ear. I was screaming a lot. Yeah, you actually scared me a little bit. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, but then it was straight to just rehearsing and like checking yeah. up on on because we already knew what we were going to play in the semifinals. You rehearsed so. last night. Yeah, we yes. rehearsed yes. last night. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, Finished up maybe like midnight, wow. midnight thirty. Yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, you got to do it. You got to. Yeah. Crunch time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is it. Well, let's act. You know, in all this excitement, we haven't uh, gotten your names and um, the Abeo Quartet. You're based at Juilliard. Yes. And uh, now uh, you said that you were all second year. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, so uh, let, let's go around and get your names and instruments. Oh. Oh. So I'm Drew. I'm the cellist. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm James, I'm the violist. I'm Ngioma, I'm a violinist. 
And I'm Ludwig, and I'm also a violinist. Yeah. You're all second years. Does that mean that you started playing together last year when you first got to school? Start playing together during your first year at school? A little bit, yeah. I mean, well, we weren't placed in a group together. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm um, always curious about that. Yeah, we just kind of found each other through uh, sight-reading parties and mutual friends and, yeah, came together. I was in a group with James, actually. Okay. Um, we were placed in a group together, so we kind of used that as our base to create the rest of it off of. Yeah. Yeah. What was it about um, each other that kind of made things feel right once you started reading? Or I think we, we get along really well, but we're not the exact same people. There's some sort of balance, um, not just in rehearsal, but also in like when we're hanging out and everything. So yeah, I think we've really struck like the perfect balance yes. right. between, yes. yeah. yeah, we Being have a lot serious of and silly, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have a lot of natural chemistry and I feel like we <laughs> are able to keep it professional in rehearsal mm. and then mm -hmm. keep our personal lives separate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's that gets important. more and more important the older yeah. you get, too, when you've got more and more uh, things you don't want to talk about with, <laughs> for sure, right? with the people you're yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah. yes. But that's great. So you, you do, you hang out outside rehearsal and chorus? Yeah. Yeah. We try to do yeah. some, some bonding stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, busy with school also, but... Of course. Right. And what was your program for, well, for today? Let's start with that. So today we started with the first movement of Mendelssohn Opus 80, number six in F minor. Okay. And then we switched to the second movement of Haydn Opus 76, number one in G major. Okay. And then we finished off with the second movement of Bartok two. Yeah. Rockin'. I, I was actually. <laughs> that is, I, well, that's one of my favorite pieces. I, I was telling you before that the quartet I kind of walked into in school that that's one of the pieces they had. Like really polished for fish off, mm -hmm. the, you know, the year before I joined, mm -hmm. and so when we had to play it that next year, you know, they said, "Okay, we're we're performing this like next week." And I'm like what? <laughs> I'm like yeah, we were, worked on this all last year. You know, we all know it. I'm like well, I never played it. I like, oh, you better learn. It's really fast. <laughs> oh wow! So, um, how did you choose your program, and what kind of discussion went into it? I guess like choosing our program started with. Um, I mean, we were a new quartet. And we really wanted to um, understand the basics of quartet playing with each other. Um, we started with Haydn, um, moved on to Mendelssohn, wanted to keep it classical so we understood our roles and our tendencies and those kind of things. Um, Bartok has a little extra challenge, but um, yeah, we wanted to keep it really by the book initially so we could, I, we felt that that was the best way to like learn get to know each each, and get to know each other. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it's tough when they're. Lots of uh, sound effects and yeah. you know, all kinds of uh, creative meter <laughs> yeah. things to, to get that core sound. Mm -hmm. But we're excited in the future to continue to expand our, our range, you know. What's it like uh, living in New York and going to school there? Is it, are any of you from New York or you all moved there? Oh, well. I'm from the state, but not the city. Oh, okay. So it really isn't the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm from Norway, so it's been okay. a big, big move for me at least. The city is like always, you know, high pulse and everything. But yeah, so it's important to find those moments where you can just be by yourself, also. So I have to ask because uh, you know my my wife and co-host uh, Kiko, she went to Juilliard for grad school, and um, 
<laughs> it's not just her. She, she often jokes at how uh, impersonal Juilliard could be sometimes. But I get a lot of questions, actually, from our listeners um, about the Juilliard experience. And I think because it's New York, everybody's got an opinion on how Juilliard is or isn't. Uh, what's, uh, what's your experience been as far as the atmosphere, the, the competition? People always want to say, oh, I heard Juilliard is so competitive, it's mean. On a positive note, I think we got very lucky and with the people who are in our class. We have, I think, an extremely supportive like class. Like every musician is super supportive. And we all like like the jazz students are also our friends and like we have some dancing friends, so all of us are kind of meshed together and I think that's what makes our Juilliard experience maybe a little bit different from other years, like we're currently enrolled and then past years. Yeah, I also feel like, it, you know, it is what you make it. Like, right. if you yeah. want to be competitive, you can find competitive vibes in the school, but Definitely. if you try to be nice, I, I <laughs> sense that people are nice. Yes. Yeah. 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 You can definitely get both. I think if you um, if you want to do it yourself, that there are definitely people who you know are independent and you know stay in their practice room and don't talk to other people. But there are also people looking for friends, so and a support group, and we definitely have found that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Is there anything be since I didn't go to Juilliard um, and I've never lived in New York full time as Akiko did? I mean, is there anything about the city that you find? makes its way into the school somehow? I mean, does the school reflect the city? I'd say for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the city, it's, it's competitive and high-strung in its nature. Everybody's trying to be the best at what they do. I mean, like, I would go out for runs back home, and I'd be, like, the, the, like, the fastest one, just, like, going at my own pace. And then I get to New York City at, like, Central Park at 6 in the morning, and there are, like, <laughs> people training for marathons. And so, like, every aspect of the city... I think is amplified in a certain way, and that definitely reflects itself in the school. But um, yeah, there there are ways that you can make it make it good for yourself, and not that that's not a good thing. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it's it's all about people, and as a quartet, you guys don't seem like super <laughs> hyper competitive. Um, <laughs> so yeah. probably be. reasons that you you found each other. Um, what's the first piece you sat down to read ever? Oh. Can't remember. I can't remember. Wait, what is it? What about group. the, was it the this? audition for SQS with? Uh, sorry, uh, for honors. For honors, was it the slow movement of Mendelssohn or was it Beethoven? Beethoven, yeah, 18 2. Yes. Yeah. The slow movement of 18 2. The first movement oh, okay. of 18 2. I think that was the first. Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, we actually haven't played that in a while. Yeah, it's yeah a great we need piece. to get back to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we're thinking about doing 59 1 um, yeah. in the future. Hoping. Yeah. Um, Didn't we write that down for the summer? We did? We might have written 18-2 down, but we can, we can change it. <laughs> yeah, we need to check it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah any other uh, fun projects you have planned? Do you, do you guys plan to keep meeting in the summer after the competition? Of course. Yeah. Uh, well, not the whole summer. We're going <laughs> to split off and do our own things, get some space. Yeah. Uh, and then, August. I mean, you, professional groups do that, too. So. Right. Important. Definitely important, also. But we just got into um, Miska in Montreal at um, McGill. Oh, great. Um, so that will be like our quartet thing over the summer. It will be in August, um, late August, or no, early August. Mid-August. Yeah, mid-August. Great. <laughs> yeah. Then we have a lot of other fun projects coming up in September. Um, yeah. That should be fun uh, to do. Yeah, we're uh, also going to uh, a festival in Norway, actually. Uh, um, is that you're doing? 
Oh uh, yeah, I guess yeah. it's a, a quartet that I know. Um, they're doing uh, full all the Haydn quartets, a marathon. So oh, we're, wow. we're playing seven Haydn quartets. Uh, How many are there total? Eighty. Too many. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. It's way too many. So uh, yeah, that's going to be very exciting. And, uh, mm. Yeah, we won't have a lot of time to learn all of them, so I feel like it's going to be a great experience for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're also, oh. no, you can go. <laughs> We're also playing in the uh, Glen new Glenstone Museum in DC. Okay. Um, I think it's for the 50th anniversary of the Apollo. Moon landing. Moon landing. Yep, that would make sense. Yeah, we're gonna be playing a piece commissioned, uh, commissioning with a composer at Juilliard. Oh, great! Um, so we're gonna play that uh, on like the radio there and do some pop-up concerts. Um, get to know DC. I mean, you know it really well, obviously, but yeah, it's gonna be fun. So you're from DC. Well, I'm from Boston, but my okay. family moved to Washington DC last year, and my mom is obsessed with DC. She went to college there. Oh. Uh, so. It's a. It's easy to get obsessed with DC. I have. It's a great I place. Mean, I love. That was one of my first summer camp type things when I was 15. Oh, really? I did like a joint thing with the National Symphony. Oh, was um, it the young orchestra thing? It was an orchestra. It was like they had people from all different states and you'd spend three weeks there and you'd live in the George Washington dorms and go to NSO concerts and nice. lessons and coachings. And cool. What are you going to do tonight for tonight's announcement? Uh, well, I think we have to be here. Yes. We have to be We're going to eat first. <laughs> Maybe. You're going to cook uh, a three course. Yeah. Well, actually, we're going to have taco night. Oh, yeah. Tonight, taco yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. Nice. Yeah, Can't it's going to be that. fun. Wait, is that going to be before? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's going to be after. Okay. <laughs> Just got excited about tacos. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll be here. I'll be here too. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Certainly wish you the best. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time with me. Of course. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Quartet. Thank you. And as you know, if you listened to yesterday's episode, the Obeo Quartet did make the finals. Their name was called at that evening's announcement. So I uh, snuck into the hall and caught their performance today in the finals. And here's just a little bit of that. We begin with the senior division strings, finals competition, and our first group is cleverly disguised as group S1. Uh, you can find them in your program under that designation. They begin with music of Mendelssohn from the string quartet in F minor, opus 80. We'll hear the fourth movement, finale, allegro molto. Then to music of Haydn from the string quartet in G major, First movement, Allegro con Spirito, and then to music of Bella Bartok from the String Quartet Number Two, Opus Seventeen. The second movement, Allegro Molto Capriccioso. Wishing them the best in the finals, along with everybody else, but I'm going to root for them too. Um, next, I thought it'd be great to talk to one of those coaches who has put together a really great independent chamber music program, so, you know, not part of a bigger music school or facility or anything like that. And that's Deborah Price, who runs strictly a chamber music program for young students um, in the Columbus area. And she has sent 
so many groups to fish off over the years in the junior division. And uh, after that, we'll talk to one of those groups that's here, the Dodge Quartet. And unfortunately, they're not in the finals today, but they were game for a chat anyway. How about you introduce yourself and okay. what you're doing here at the Fish Off? Okay, I'm Deborah Price. I'm here with one of my high school prep groups who's just performed in the quarterfinals. Okay, and they already finished. Yeah, they finished and they also played a Pac-Man, which is the outreach concerts. And so they just performed that and uh, got to play for several students. Oh, so. great. I love that program. I've been hearing a lot about that today. Yeah, it's fun. Well worth it. So this year, do you just have the, that one group here? Yeah, we had three groups audition and okay. one advanced, and the other two had, they ended up doing another competition down in Texas called the Coltman, so that was a wonderful experience for them. Uh, but you know, you never know what, how things are going to go, and it's, it's well, challenging. Just to get in here is... It's extremely difficult. Yeah. yeah. And a lot been, of luck, <laughs> yeah. I think. You've been coming here for a number of years. Yeah, our first group was in 1999. Okay. And then... I think I took a year where I didn't really, my kids were very young at the time and my program was very young. And you mean your own Yeah, children. my own children right. were very young. <laughs> and I think I just didn't really know much about what was, um, you know, how, I, at that point it just, there was other things that had my attention, I think. And then the next year I had a couple of groups and they, I started saying, you know, maybe we should look at this again. And so we sent sent them in and they got to come and this was uh, this building wasn't built yet um, and then ever since then we just usually have a group or two or we've had more three or four at times um, it's been really lucky in that respect because we're a very small program yeah, yeah but, uh, what are you part of a music school or is we're, it just a standalone we're completely standalone and I'm uh, sorry I'm gonna see yeah, if maybe they'll turn, turn it down, down a little bit would you guys be okay turning the level down on this one, Mommy? Thanks so much. Those saxophone groups really uh, they, put it out They there. just come right through. <laughs> the program is a completely independent, not-for-profit, founded exclusively to teach chair music. We do wow. not teach anything but chair music or things that are related to chair music. Like I, I started a jazz program right afterwards, which is more of an introduction to jazz improv and American music um, for classical players. Basically, okay. I was like, I wanted to be able to do that kind of thing and didn't have that education and actually was pretty much, I don't want to say denied, it sounds so negative, but it was just not encouraged yeah, at all. I, I can't imagine someone, yeah, when I was a kid coming up and saying, you know, you should really. <laughs> <laughs> Consider, well, I asked to do it. I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. and, but it was just like, no, you're too good of a player, you know. It's just, it was right. just the mindset in those years. I mean, this was a couple of decades ago. And now it's just very different. It's a very different mindset. And uh, so both my kids grew up with it. All my students, I, I swore that I would never let a student out of my studio that didn't at least have some some exposure to improvisation uh, and, and some kind of, you know, experience with American music. And so from there, we have this, you know, mainly it's all classical chain music, but, but from there, we've also developed other aspects of playing. So we have chopping, you know, all the different things that we do now, cover tune workshops, and we've had Mike Block. Okay. Do you know Mike? Yeah, he's come cellist. in. Yeah, he's done some workshops for us. Uh, David Wong, who... 
uh, is a cover tune artist. He teaches for us now. And uh, full disclosure, he's now my son-in-law. Um, but yeah, he's, it's great to have him and be able to teach these things. And it, it opens up the creativity. And we've always had composers come in. And uh, we just actually did a new American music project uh, where it was more second performances. Usually we'll commission works. But right. this time it was like, you know, what happens after you commission yeah. a work, right? <laughs> some get played a lot, some don't. And so we wanted to bring some pieces in. So I worked with um, Adam Schomburg. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, we played one of his yeah. pieces as a string orchestra. Which I've even commissioned a piece from him. Oh, really? That's <laughs> well, great. Yeah, at our Chamber Music Festival in Lexington. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't me personally. So was it, did, was it the most show, or is it, was it a string quartet? This was a string quartet. Because um, we played the third movement called... I think it's pronounced Moshio, M-O-T-I-O. Okay. And it's from a string quartet that was commissioned a while ago. It wasn't... Okay, interesting. The, the overall name of the piece we did was called Go. It's That's oh, It. That was it? That's It. All we right. just did it, yeah. Wow, well, well you can yeah. thank uh, the people from <laughs> our festival that that's had the great idea to commission awesome. works. Because, yeah, like I say, it wasn't me personally, but, yeah. but I did play the, the premiere of that that's piece. That's fantastic. So. <laughs> yeah, so we you know it's that, it's so that world that. of, uh, you know, that six degrees of separation. I say in the chamber music world, it's like, you know, point zero zero. So just add a bunch of zeros and add the six at the end somewhere. <laughs> it's such a small world. Oh, wow. But yeah, Adam was there at Denison University. And our so the chamber music connection, we prepared some pieces, and he was the... Um, the featured composer. There's, there's a lot of composers, but he was the featured composer. Right. And so I looked up rap and and this came up and I was like, this is fun. And then students, we all, they read. And these are high school kids and middle school kids. There were about 20, maybe 24 students uh, with a couple of faculty members. And so we read it and we were thought we were going to do the first movement initially. And then we got to the last movement and we had so much fun. And we're just uh, like, oh, we're playing the last movement. Cool. So that I ended up conducting it. I don't generally, everything is pretty much no conductor. Mm -hmm. unless it really needs it. Um, this one, we put it together pretty fast. So yeah. <laughs> I try to collaborate as a conductor, not be a dictator. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let me understand the the jazz, the improv, and the the new music, the American music. This is all part of the same mm -hmm. school, the same program. The same program, yeah. At any given time, there's between 20 and 40 coaches and guest artists that come in and uh, over a semester, and we team teach only. So there's never just one coach with one group. It's okay. always, so, I mean, at a time, I should say, it's that like this Friday it'll be this coach next Friday maybe it's a violin coach when this past week it was a cello coach because in chamber music of course the violist the violinist the cellist the pianist uh, the oboist whoever we might be playing with is going to have a different perspective yeah and they offer that perspective so it's really fun in that way well since you've been doing this for so long and bringing groups here for so long um, what separates the really successful, let's say, competitive groups from others mm -hmm. that may have fun but that aren't ready to do a competition like this? That's a complicated set of questions and answers because because it it's has so much to it no and actually because we don't do auditions mm -hmm. there are those kids who'd never make it into a program who end up being our comp competition people that people other people would maybe would hear them and they wouldn't even think that they have ability or talent they and, hear them as individuals yeah and and they don't understand the package and they also don't understand the I, I don't think they understand the potential because mm -hmm. I see a kid who gets in there and maybe they're not holding their instruments so beautifully or maybe they're having some struggles here or there. And next thing I know, this kid has gotten into chain music and their life has turned around and they're very interested in practicing. They're very interested in, in coming together and working on things. They are creative 
in their thoughts of how they can overcome hurdles. And I had a student um, who's actually now our board president, who was one of the early fish off, because I think she was here in 2001. And uh, she went off and went to college, became a lawyer and all this. And But uh, when I first started working with her, we were doing like a little Lego piece. You know, yum, bum, 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 digga, digga, dum. And you know, you just think, oh, kid can My daughter's much. playing that now. Yeah, there is one of my favorite pieces. And you know, you get a kid, they can just sort of play or clap to the music. Just like all over the place. You're shaking your head yeah, because it she wasn't. Couldn't, yeah, <laughs> she couldn't really find a beat. And, um, you know, we just kept working on stuff, and she ended up being principal of her youth orchestra. Like I said, she came to Fish Off. She played in college the whole time. And somebody else, maybe at that early stage, would say she wasn't as gifted or something. So, right, um, put them into another another track. Probably. And and she's a fantastic violist mm -hmm. and violinist, too. She played violin even before she played viola. I'm a violist, so, of course, a lot of violence. I, I'm all in favor of violists being able to play violin and violins be able to play viola. I'd do cello if I could do it, but I can't do it. <laughs> so, um, but the big difference here with the, the students and what makes them more successful so often has to do with their community. The parent support, mm -hmm. the teacher support. Uh, as a coach, uh, I think we really need to uh, empower them to make their own decisions and give them good feedback and encourage them to understand that they have a voice and uh, if they're really going to make it together they've got to figure out how to get skills to problem solve to deal with the drama you know that goes on mm -hmm. and to understand that it's never just about the four or five or three or however many in the ensemble it's also about their families their siblings their parents their school work their yeah it's complicated and i've seen some really fantastic groups that i think should have gotten this far and have something just trip them up along the way and often it's none of their own making and is it is it hard to get the message across that you know, we're going to come here, this is a big deal, but actually it's not about winning? Or, or do, you feel like, do you feel like your students get that? that they, I think most of my students get it. They know that they're going to see a lot of these people. If they yeah. stay in music, they're going to see a lot of these people yeah. growing forward. I don't know if the first groups I brought here quite understood it, but the groups now that have been coming for the past decade, I think they really all get it because they have uh, alumni to watch right. and they know and they've seen it now now that there's more competitions too um, you know when we first started doing this it was fish off mm -hmm. there wasn't much else and then St. Paul String Quartet competition started about 10 years ago and then the Coltman started I think five or six years ago um, and then Davidson WDAB radio had um, one now that's I don't know, three, four, five years old, too. And then there's another one out in Pasadena, which we haven't gone to yet, and the rum mm -hmm. variant in Chicago. So there's enough that if you get going on to some of these competitions, you start to realize that things can flip. Like, this happened this year and last year. Like, groups that would win one competition might not advance and fish off. Ones that didn't win might advance because so the, there's such a high level of playing. and There's so much going on, and it's an art form. One judge hears something, another judge hears something else, and also the rep and when they play it, and who they're playing before, and who they're playing after, it all, yeah. it all plays into it. So, you know, it's just, it, even, even a race, I mean, if you're on a relay race or a, a, a running race or something, you know, it's whoever crosses the finish line, well, even there, you know, probably health and weather and, you know, all of that plays into it too, but maybe not quite as, not quite as a challenging situation as an art form, right. you know. So. Well, that, that is so subjective, even when you're talking about solo performances. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's just those, 
for me, the subjective nature multiplies when you've got more people Absolutely. on stage. Absolutely. Um, and judging-wise, um, I think it's really helpful to have a collective set of judges. Like, if you only have two judges, sure, it's really challenging. I mean, Stephanie and I, my daughter, who's, who also was came to fish off a couple of times and um, and uh, competed quite a bit. Now she's teaching, uh, and so Steph and I were watching a competition, and we both picked completely different groups. And here we have the same, you uh-huh. know, really philosophies and changes. But it's just what we heard and where we were sitting in the hall. We were in two different places. Yeah. You hear things differently. You see things differently. Um, so when you have a collective group, I mean, they might not all agree, but at least you have more sort of coming into the mix of it. And um, if they're you know, depending on the competition too, different competitions work differently. Some score, some, you know, will score rank and then they come together and if they agree with the ranking, they're good. And if, you know, with it, with the decision, some will, you know, we're like, have conversation and then there becomes a situation where some people are more persuasive than others. Yep, as you know? I know from orchestra auditions. Yes, exactly. Orchestra committees. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So if you take yourself too seriously, I think, it could be extremely challenging. Obviously, you got me going. Like, yes, no, that, that's great. That's what I wanted. Yeah, and, uh, so much fun. Um, yeah, I, you should meet the kids. They're really, they're awesome. We'll bring them by here. Yeah, I will. We're gonna. Well, what's we have that the, meeting the in the morning. The but Daj, D-A-J-J. And great. you know, they're funny because they're, they get their name because they didn't have a name. So I kept writing down their initials uh-huh. because they didn't have a name yet. And I was like, you know, this is sort of cool. So maybe just call yourself Daj and. And then, so they had their initials, and then the D in Daj is no longer in the group, has some other paths that he wanted to pursue and all, okay. and uh, so we have a new one, but it's Matthias, and it goes by Chewy. So okay. it's like, okay, do we go Kaj, do we go Maj, do we, <laughs> should we change it all up, do we, and I started calling them J-Jam, because they were jamming all the time, and, and then they all decided like, you know, we actually sort of like Daj. <laughs> just keep it. <laughs> so we just keep it, but it's no longer capitals, it's now okay. D-H-J-J, lower end, it's kind of, Right. Kind of like a jazzy kind of. <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, so thank nice you. to meet you. Yeah, great to yeah, meet you. I'll bring him over and say hi. Yep. I'm here now with, now do you do you say the Dodge Quartet or is it just Dodge? Uh, the Dodge, Dodge Quartet. Quartet. Okay. So wait, three of you have been together for three years. Yes, sir. Uh, this is our fourth year, yeah. This is the fourth year, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's a big advantage when it comes to, yeah. you know, doing competitions and performing because <laughs> I know some of the groups here you know, the, they're, it's, it'll be four or five compatible people, but they haven't been playing together so long. Um, yeah, and I think that works to our advantage in um, some cases, especially with, like when it comes to repertoire, because by now, um, the three of us have already gotten used to each other's playing styles, and it's a lot easier for us to pick up pieces, and adding our second violinist in um, was, it was new for all of us. I mean, it makes the whole group sort of new, but... So what's it like to be the new guy? It's it's really fun. It feels like I just I got super lucky. I just kind of hopped on, and yeah, it's a great first year. Nice. The thing I'll say as well is uh, it can give us an advantage, I guess. But more than anything, we enjoy it because it gives us uh, like an element of fun that I think other groups wouldn't have because we do have such a good understanding of each other, and we've had kind of four years to build those relationships. It just makes it quartet playing a really fun experience, which I think then translates to the audience. So. Well, you've probably had, you know, not a lot of downs, but you've probably had some downs as well oh, as ups. Yeah. And when you know that you can come through those and out the other side, that really helps on stage. Yeah. Now, we haven't actually, 
gotten your names and ages and all that. I mean, you're, you're talking like you're a, a seasoned group of 30-year-olds, but in fact, uh, uh, can you give us your names and ages? You're in the Junior Strings Division. Uh, I'm Anna Linder, and I'm 15. Okay. And, oh, an instrument, I forgot oh, to say. And I play a violin. All right. Um, my name is Julian Tagawan. I am 16 years old, and I play the viola. I'm Jackson Tomsick. I'm the cellist, and I'm 18. I'm Matthias Koo. I'm 15, and I play the violin. Cool. And were you, in the very beginning, were you just kind of thrown together because you were all part of the program, or was there any specific, were there specific reasons that you guys found each other to play? No, actually, Debbie's a genius in this regard. I don't understand how she does it, but she just takes random people and she can like envision them working well together. Yeah. And, well, maybe uh, not so random, though. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, when we were first put together, we weren't sure how well, because they're, especially for me, there being like a three-year age gap, some of these people would play with like my little sister. and Right, because at that point you would have been, what, 14, 15? I would have been a freshman, and, uh, and Anna were... would have been a sixth grader. Yeah. So... <laughs> It was like, okay, like, what is Debbie doing? But then we started to gel and have success, and then I think we've all just kind of resigned ourselves to knowing that uh, Debbie always knows best. So. And um, had you guys played much chamber music before starting this group? I had. I first joined the program when I was seven years old. Okay. And I joined Dodge, or I was put in Dodge when I was 13. So um, even then, that's like six years, about six years of experience for me. Uh, for, for myself, I started at age nine uh, with Chamber Music Connection, and I was thrown into it at, what was that, age 14 or 15? So yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a couple of years as well. Chewy here, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, this is my first year doing Chamber Music. Okay. So you're new to the group, new to Chamber Music. Yes. Do you feel, do, do they, did they kind of beat up on you in the beginning, like? He's uh, gonna try to be nice a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was easier to like get along with everyone though, cause like Jackson and I, we both play soccer, so okay. it's already one thing we have in common. And then everyone else is so welcoming, mm -hmm. so it was easier to. Cause I have to say, when I first got to school, and I've, I've mentioned this story a couple times this week, but um, it fits perfectly in your case because I stepped in as the second violinist of an established group, and I was new to the school. I played some chamber music before, but yeah, I had a, some rude awakenings, like joining this group. They had their repertoire already, and like I could never play loud enough for their taste. As second violin, they were always like, "What do you do? You got to play more, more." I'm like, "Yeah, but you're, you know, you're the first violin. I'm, I'm an octave below you." They're like, "Exactly. You got to play more." So I don't know. If, yeah, that was okay. basically exactly what happened with me. Okay. I will say though, uh, he's been really big this year because he's been such a good listener, and he's really come along so fast. That's one thing we were literally just talking about earlier. We've all had many years of chamber music experience, and but this being his first year and. Also, just kind of his first year with us as well. He's really picked up so much and got up to speed so fast. Like, yeah, it feels like he's had years and years uh, yeah. worth of chamber music experience. So, I was wondering how you solve the problems in rehearsals. Oh, yeah. Like, um, you know, when when let's say there are two camps, obviously, like two different bow strokes for a certain passage. I mean, what, what's kind of the first thing that happens? Someone stops. Like, hey, we're not we're not unified with this. Yeah. So we're all good at listening to each other and um, we just have a really good relationship so we'll always try all the ways that um, we're presented and then after that like 
you might change your mind, and then we'll agree on something. Yeah, and sometimes we'll have players pop out of the quartet as well. If it's between like the two violins, trying a bow stroke, uh, maybe we'll have Julian pop out and we'll listen to them and uh, give his opinion on which one uh, gets the feeling we want. Well, let me ask you, um, what have you guys that. been doing uh, since you arrived here? I mean, now we're two days in. You obviously you've had your rehearsals, had now two performances. Congratulations on making the semis, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. What else have you been doing? Uh, it's just been a good weekend of fellowship. I'll be graduating after, uh, right. or this is kind of my last quartet, or competition with the quartet. Right. So, uh, uh, do you know where you'll be next year? Uh, so I'm actually taking a gap year. I'll be interning with CMC and also oh, uh, working, or interning uh, for like a stock brokerage. So. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I committed to OSU, so I'll be majoring in business there. So Great. Something I often wish I had done, <laughs> to be honest, or at least in conjunction with the violin. How about the other three of you? I know you were mentioning you play a lot of soccer. Is that the main thing you do other than violin? Yeah, chamber music and soccer is yeah. pretty much your life. Yeah, basically and what I do. How about you guys? I do a lot of music, not just classical music or chamber music. I've sort of branched off because um, I just have a ton of instruments laying around the house. So oh, yeah, like whatever. Well, I have a piano, and then of course my viola, and then violins, cellos, guitars, just all sorts of instruments. Yeah, and you so. play. You play all those. Yeah, just whenever I'm bored, like <laughs> I'll just look around for a new instrument. I'll be like, have I learned this yet? So and a lot of the reason they have a lot of string instruments around is actually because he and his dad make instruments. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you were going to just hide that from... <laughs> yeah, and actually, the, the, the viola he plays on, actually, he and his dad created. Whoa. Oh, amazing. And Thank how you. about you? What are you doing outside the quartet? Well, violin is my main hobby. So I, I don't really do anything else. <laughs> she, she does run cross country, so. Okay. Sorry. That's something else? <laughs> Not a big uh, TV junkie? No, I like to sleep. <laughs> okay, well sleeping in cross country, I guess those things kind of go together. Yeah. You gotta do one to do the other. Um, all right, well, um, you guys sound like you're having fun here and uh, yeah. we are. well. Well positioned. I certainly wish you the best. I'll, I'll be you. here for the announcement tonight. But hey, thank you. Yeah, really. Uh, thanks for taking the time today to sit down with the Stan Partners for Life podcast. Thank, thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, as it turned out, I didn't get to hear the Dodge Quartet in the finals, but they played a great semifinal round, and I know they already had a great time at Fishoff. While I was watching the finals, I ran into Stefan and Julian Hirsch, two brothers that I have known for a while. Well, in Chicago, because there they run Darnton and Hirsch Fine Violins. And um, Stefan I even knew before I moved to Chicago. It turns out, although I'd forgotten this fact, it turns out he had judged one very early chamber music competition that I played. So it was really fun to catch up with them. And because they have a new partnership with the Fish Off, I wanted to sit down with them and see what's going on. And I finally know that I look good enough for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people always tell me. I have a great radio face. So. <laughs> um. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like you could be, we'll be chewing on that for a while. Right? That's the whole drive yeah. back to Chicago. It's like, uh. There's a compliment somewhere in there. I'll let you know when I figure it out, right? <laughs> 
Well, I'm so happy to sit down with uh, Stefan and Julian Hirsch, um, who I knew from Chicago, now here at the Fishoff uh, new partnership, right? Uh, yes, between right. the Fishoff and Darton and Hirsch Fine Violins. Well, we'll we'll get into get into our past a little bit, but uh, what's going on here at the Fishoff? What's this uh, new partnership? In my family and Julian's experience, we've all had a lot of experience with the Fishoff. It's been really positive, so it felt like a really great fit. Um, in lots of ways, and and what we've evolved is a you know a few different ways in which we're going to try to help with supporting the festival, some financial support, but also uh, through our not-for-profit we set up in Chicago called Granary Hall. We'll present groups that uh, do well here in Chicago and help them get video content for the web, which is a big part of the mission of Granary Hall. Oh right. Yeah, I know how important that is, yeah. and not not always easy to come by to get good footage of yourself. It's, for your group. It, it's very tricky. I mean, a lot of us know how to do audio well, but as we're learning, the video part is is challenging in different ways. And so we're we hope to have some kind of turnkey solution. I think we're getting closer and closer to that already. It's the Granary Hall project is quite new, and, and but it it is coming into focus in a good way, oh, great. both literally and figuratively. And is it going to be the kind of thing that would automatically come along with a prize here, or would you guys decide? Well, I think it would automatically be offered with a prize here. Yeah, okay. I think that's the idea, is it's for the senior winner. We're also talking about providing luthier services here as well during okay. the competition. I got a call last night from one of the competitors' mothers who had bought a, a cello bow from us, from our firm. And the cello board fingerboard came off. Tell us in um, F1, right? His uh, cello had um, damage today. It cannot be repaired while he's here. I am looking yeah, I had heard cello. last night at the yeah, finals announcement. Exactly. He got, the group got past the semis to the finals, but didn't have a cello. So, you it know. It sounds like someone else stepped up, one of the other Someone else loaned him a cello, but the idea is if we had a, our partner down here who's a luthier, Michael Darnton, he could help out with issues right. on site. Exactly. And we'll, have, we'll do that. We'll have extra things for if there's real calamities and disasters to have a really quick solution so the focus for a competitor isn't taken away from what they have to do, which is, as we all know, plenty. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, we, we knew each other before as uh, basically, you know, just quotes, just as players. Um, tell us about your guys' history with this competition. You know, well, first I want to remind you, if you don't remember, that the first time I met you, Nathan, was judging you in a contest oh, in the Marge what? Barnett oh. room in Chicago, before oh, wow. you moved to Chicago, right? Yes, exactly. You lived in I, Minneapolis-St. Paul at that yeah, time. Yeah, well, that was even before then. I think I was just about to move to the Twin Cities, but uh -huh. I hadn't yet. That was with my, you know, my string quartet that I... I always look back. I wish we'd done fish off, but we didn't. But you, we, you, you, you could have been contenders. <laughs> it was a great group. I think you won that prize, right? Yeah, we, we did win that. That was, um, yeah, that was a great competition in Chicago, and really, that was one of our kind of formative experiences trying to put that program together and traveling to Chicago together from Philadelphia. But I, I'd totally forgotten that you were part of the jury. There. Well, yeah, thank that, you. that was the other. <laughs> yeah. That was our our first okay. encounter. I admired you then. Um, I think somewhat after that, I was a I was a judge here at Fishoff in the junior division. Okay. Um, Julian has a long a, a long. Experience. I was uh, a bronze medalist in the senior division in 1992. And just so our listeners know, your instrument is cello. And, and Stefan, I'm a violinist. violinist. 
So I have not been back since then. Okay. So almost 30 years. And so when Carmen mentioned it, I thought, wow, this is, because I had such a positive experience at Fish Off back then. In terms of the way it was run, it was, it was really great, both on an organizational level, but also just the kind of positive type of atmosphere this, the administration set. And it really made it a collegial type competition, if you can say that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that here. I mean, when usually when you hear, okay, our competition is not about who wins and all that, you know, you just kind of roll your eyes. But, you know, here it's really, it's a consistent message and it really means something. It, it does, that's exactly. Joke. It's not about who wins, but it certainly isn't about who loses. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did a fun thing. I don't know if you were at the finals announcement last night, but um, Tom Rosenberg, the director here, there was a great little bit he did where he had all the jury stand up and then he said if you those of you on the jury that never competed at fish off sit down and there were well, there were a couple jury members who sat down he said those of you who didn't win a prize here at the competition even though you competed sit down and there were some that won no prize and you know mm. now they're on the jury and by the time he got to the, there was only one member of the jury that had actually won the grand prize here at Fish Off. So uh -huh. everybody else had not, you know, not gotten the top prize. <laughs> it's a rarefied crowd, I guess. And, yeah. I mean, but also when you hear these groups, you can understand there's, there's, I think, more than one group, at least in my opinion, that could win the whole thing. Oh, there's and, a lot of viability. There's a lot of viability. And so yeah. as a result, it's sort of like it's... If you're even in the finals, it's a, it's a big deal. I think even at this stage of the game, if you're in the semifinals, it's a big, a big deal. And More then, so than what I was doing. It's gotten, I mean, the overall level is just really strong. And back to the history. So in, in subsequent years, then my son was a silver medalist, I think, in the junior division. Uh, I don't remember exactly which year, but that's obviously more recently because <laughs> he is younger. You weren't competing against him. <laughs> Not at that. <laughs> Before Julian had first moved to Chicago, he was living in San Francisco playing with his trio. Uh, I was just in transition from DePaul University to Roosevelt University, and I uh, had a bunch of my students coming through and teaching their kids, and their kids had violins that didn't work. Mm -hmm. And I, so that frustrated me. I thought it was kind of ridiculous. So I, and when you say that, just... Violins, you know, we see people that think they can buy a starter violin off eBay or something like that. The problem with that is that even if you get something that's decent, it's having it set up so that it works well is a whole other very complex problem. Similar, if you will, to saying, you know, having a great violin doesn't make you a great violinist. And having a great violin without a setup doesn't make it work like a great violin. Right. So, so a lot of the problem with the things that the kids were coming in with was they just weren't set up adequately. So we founded this company, Midwest String Rentals, and at the same time I was running a consulting company that was independent of that, that was helping people buy and sell instruments. Um, I was sort of a go-between to, to trade. Um, I, I remember this, and it was very interesting because it, you weren't you weren't the dealer. I mean, that's you, right. You I, were I, independent. I was an independent. I was I, I took to eliminate conflict of interest. I actually didn't own or any inventory. Didn't buy or sell inventory. I just did on a, on a fee for service basis, pure consultation. It was just and your expertise. That that's right. And and my sort of knowledge of of people in the business. And I had been trading violins as a wholesaler for a long time while I had a playing career. And so that gave me access to the, to the market in a different way. So I ran that consulting business with some success, and Michael became sort of the go-to um, restorer I was using. 
And at a certain point, Julian moved to town, and Michael started saying, why don't we just form a regular violin business so we can serve people better? And, and uh, so I kind of looked at him and said, well, I'm not going to be able to do my side of it myself. I'm going to need help. Would you consider having Julian come in to do it? So, and Julian was amenable too. We talked about it, and, and that was how the Darnton and Hirsch partnership was born. Couldn't have done it without Julian. Couldn't have done it without Michael. They probably could have done it without me, but, um, but here we are. Is it, I was, I was curious since I was uh, sitting right behind you guys when we were uh, watching the senior string division. I mean, is it hard? I find it hard for myself sometimes listening to a chamber group not to focus on the violinist and how they're doing this and that. And then maybe I remember playing the piece or whatever. Is it hard for you sometimes to not to focus on the instruments? Do you listen with an ear to the instruments? I find that both things. I'm, I'm sort of the instruments. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I know that passage. I hated having to right. work on that passage or play it, you know, as a cellist. Or, but also the instruments a little bit too. Yeah, it just it, depends. It really is both things. And and a funny aside to that, I had seven years of professional orchestra before I left the orchestra, and I was. It, in, in the two orchestras in which I was on the front stand, I was that guy who, when the new soloist came, everyone looked at me to see how long it was going to take me to tell them what violin the soloist was playing uh, on. So you were that, okay. I was that guy. We've got one of those guys. There's, There's one, one, in, one in every orchestra, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I always, yeah, I, and I don't have any of that. I just haven't, I don't know if I don't have an eye for it, or you have, I certainly haven't put in the time, which doesn't help at all. I think a big part of it is just a fascination with it. If you're obsessed with anything, it. you can learn to do it, right? When someone comes to you, do you do you get a sense pretty quickly how much assistance they are going to want or need? I mean, I can't imagine you right away you start pushing instruments at them. I mean, you Julian can talk about this too, but I th because we we handle each people each person a little differently, but. My sort of default mode is not to insert myself in until very late in the mix. I'd rather just put them in a room with a bunch of instruments, mm -hmm. try to get them to not decode what they try to decode what they are, because right. try to remove those biases yeah. so they can just try to force rank them based on the utility, and then we'll talk about what they are and what what I think I am learning about their needs from what they're how they're expressing. Their, their reactions to the instruments. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually use the Chicago Symphony analogy, which is the first round's behind a screen, <laughs> and then we take away the screen for the semifinals, I guess, or finals. Hey, you don't and mind if I borrow that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that's what's, good. Yeah. No, I do. So that's how they do it right down the street, and, and it's good because we can always, obviously, once you know what the price is or the name and or the name, you can never go back. Right. But you can always, we can always, then I, after, you know, they've played, done a blind test, we open the curtain, so to speak, and then they can always, if they want to try them all again with that in mind, they can have now a second thing. But I think that's the cleanest way to go. Sure. Well, I was so happy to see you here. I, I saw you in the program, but I didn't know you'd be here. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great to, to yeah. I've been, you know, admiring your podcast and everything from afar, so it's, it's great to acknowledge that in person. Oh, well, thank you. Well, maybe next time you can come through Chicago and see what we're doing with, yeah. with, with the new hall and yeah. new space. Yeah. I'd love to. Well, thanks for taking the time here. Thank Thanks. You. Great to see you again. Yeah, you too. Nice to see you. Well, we can't put things off any longer. It's time for that awards ceremony, followed by the gold medal concert and then the announcement of the grand prize. So by now all the finalist groups have played. The jury has 
convened and made their decisions. And uh, what's going to happen now is that um, they'll announce the winners of all the medals. And then each of the four gold medal winning groups will give a short presentation. And at the end of that, the jury will have one more decision to make. Because based on that final performance of the two senior division gold medal winning groups, they'll have to pick one of those two to win the grand prize. So it could be the senior strings group or the senior winds and brass group. And uh, I can't wait to see what the results are going to be. You're being very patient, thank you. We'll get to those awards in just a second, though, actually. The Florence B. Carroll Jr. Prize Division... So I'll just give you the highlights here of the awards. Uh, we won't listen to the entire ceremony, which was uh, quite substantial. Um, as far as groups that we met here during this uh, three days of podcasting, the Abeo Quartet in the Senior Strings Division took home the silver medal, and so did the Eclatante String Quartet in the Junior Strings Division. They took home the silver medal. And the gold medal winners for the Senior Division, the two groups that would compete for the grand prize, uh, the Mertz Trio, a piano trio, then the Aruna Quartet, a saxophone quartet. And so those two groups gave an extra performance to determine which of them would win the grand prize. University of Texas. Yeah.